0: Hey guys, the Strong Boys 19 here, and you are listening to Claim the Throne Blodgcast. One, two, ten. Welcome to the Claim the Throne broadcast, coming on you with insights into what it's really like to be in a do-it-yourself metal band in 2014. Who is it? We're Black on the Claim the Throne blogcast. You're listening to Cabot and Ash from Claim the Throne from Perth, Australia. How you going, Ash? Pretty good, man. How are you? Pretty good. I'm real hungry. I want to eat a lot more Doritos, but they'll be too crunchy on the microphone, unfortunately. How are you? Uh, Did I already ask you that? I'm struggling a bit. Why?
1: As was alluded to just before we pressed to record, I had a uh, had a tough night on the bathroom floor. <laughs> what happened? Um, Christmas,
0: post-Christmas? Uh, I'll tell you what happened. Whatever that is, yeah.
1: I made this chicken. Mm. This is the craziest thing ever. I was at Christmas and I found a cookbook that my mum used to use and she had two copies of it. So I took it home and it's all old style cooking stuff. Yeah. Made this dough out of one kilo of salt and some flour. You made the dough? I made the dough. And then what you do is you do all this stuff to a chicken, interference of a chicken, soy sauce, spices, stuff it with shallots and all this stuff. And then you wrap that in alfoil, you put the alfoil on the dough and then you encase the entire chicken in dough and it looks like a giant, like it's going to be a giant loaf of bread and you put it in the oven and you cook it for one hour and then cook it for a further three hours and mm. the, the dough slash clay pretty much goes rock hard and you have to smash it to get it open and the chicken, like, cooks in its own juices inside it. Sounds pretty good. I hope someone took photos. But either way, I, th- I misread the mes- recipe and I thought it was one hour to cook it. Yeah. Turns out it's four. And so I didn't eat dinner, but Tim Clifford was serving cocktails, fruit cocktails, the entire time we were
0: cooking. During so the process. I, yeah. So, so you I, got pretty drunk while you're cooking. Oh, didn't yeah. Did you say, um, I mean, Amos Polglaze once said on SpeakPipe... Uh, that baking drunk is the best thing to do it was pretty Whereas good we said don't drink and bake the problem was is that um
1: yeah as soon as <laughs> as soon as we got it out of the oven and i ate just a little bit of it no nah, it was all over and what happened what were the uh consequences, consequences? uh some time spent in the downstairs toilet and mm. some time spent in the upstairs toilet probably a couple of hours how much time was spent sleeping last night on the floor in the bathroom, maybe an hour. <laughs> okay. And then, yeah, in bed by solid two thirty, three
0: 3 o'clock. It was, it was just not good. Not good today. Holy shit balls. Yeah, pretty shit. Oh, that sucks. Anyway, sorry to make your podcast. <laughs> uh, you listened to Claim the Throne cooking show with Ashley Large on Drellas. <laughs> man, it was pretty crazy. What about you? How's it, mm. Chrissy? Pretty good, man. Um, My significant other, Sophie, is also a bit sick and spent some time on the bathroom floor. Um, I think from significant amounts of cheese... So I come from an Italian family who um, make all fresh lasagnas and shit, which sounds good in theory, which it is in real life. Except, um, yeah, there's significant amounts of cheese, and I think it fucked with her a bit. You've so said significant happy. a significant amount of times. <laughs> it's the word of the week. You're listening to Claim the Thrones Dictionary Word of the Week. Word of the in Week. Today's word: significant. Um and that's all and now back to work tomorrow which i believe you're off work now oh that's sucker awesome. and um yeah, and it's, it's only like it. a week until we go to america on a tour and on a holiday is it a week i, I thought it was more than me, that i leave on the 5th which oh, is about yeah nine of course days. wow yeah Crank
1: and then we leave 6 days after you
0: yeah right far out brussels sprout yeah crazy is significant, man. significant <laughs> other. <laughs> yeah um, I liked, uh, Greg from the strong boys 19 who provided an intro to this episode. If you didn't hear it, rewind back to zero seconds and listen again, cause it was bloody good. So thanks Greg. If you're listening, really appreciate you giving us that one. And if anyone wants to do something similar, go to cleanthrown.net, hover over the right hand side of the screen and record yourself saying you'll listen to the Cleanthrown Throne et etc.
1: Yeah, man. I am very happy. We asked Greg to do that quite a while ago and it was mm. a good Christmas surprise to get that yeah yeah so yeah thanks for that Greg and legend yeah check out the strong boys 19 all one word and with a Z on um, YouTube check out
0: his album reviews he's done a few claim of throne uh, promo thingies so yeah definitely a nice guy who helps us out and is good cool man all right well um this is episode 31 of the Blodgcast, now in our 30s. I can't believe we're still yeah, podcasters. No. Me too. Well, we
1: barely are. We've had some time yeah. off recently because yeah. of various things, including an uh, upcoming uh, US tour and of course, uh, you know, recordings and a bunch of other shit we've been doing. Ash joining Cabba's other band,
0: Red Descending, which mm. took a bit of time away really busy. from things. I- yeah dare say this will be the last podcast before we go away and as much as i'd like to do one while we're on tour could definitely not guarantee anything like that yeah you never know
1: yeah
0: yeah definitely post to a pod when we get back um speaking oh fuck sorry for saying um so much eh? because you're gonna have to listen to it i don't even care um (laughs) something significant here we have a couple of recordings that we've never actually used up um 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 and they are from Oliver Udall and Hayden Douglas-Mitten. Can we play them? Yeah. Cool. Here's the first one. This is a message from Uncle Douglas. I was just listening to the podcast with Young Dyson and I've never been so fucking hard in my life. So thanks very much. It's, uh, it's been a pleasure. been a pleasure touching myself and I whole, wholeheartedly endorse whatever the fuck your podcast is called. See you, cunts. Thanks Hayden, you crazy cat, that is entirely obscure, but the thought of you with a uh, solid erection does give me a slight semi for now, and I might think about it a bit more later, Uh, and if anyone doesn't know who Hayden Douglas is, Google the fuck out of him, he's a bit (laughs) of a comedian, and uh, you can catch him around the traps of Perth, being very, very offensive and funny at the same time, in some bars near you, thanks for that Hayden, let's uh, hear from our mate Oliver Udall.
1: Hey guys, Oliver here. Now, I have a question regarding YouTube, specifically their new streaming music service, rumoured to be called YouTube Music Pass. Now this is going to be a service that's going to be a lot like Spotify, so people sign up, they get streaming audio, and then labels get a a colour of the funds which they then pass on to the artists. Now the issue with this one is that any labels who don't sign up to the scheme will then get their music videos removed. So this is a potentially big impact on independent music in Australia. So I was wondering what your opinions were on the situation.
0: Thanks, Oliver. Good question. And thanks for uh, yeah recording in for us. That's pretty nice of you. YouTube music, that's an interesting one because I think it was only a matter of time till something like this happens. YouTube is the second most popular search engine, I believe, after Google because people are going onto YouTube to search for all sorts of shit, how to do whatever. And that's how that how-to basic guy took off as well if you don't know him how to basic in youtube you're up for a laugh <laughs> um but with with the music side of things it's interesting because if you want to hear a band these days rather than even go to google and search them or facebook and search them you might just go to youtube and you get have access to an entire album to just stream for free so you've got things like spotify and stuff going on around now as well um with the music streaming obviously um which some would say is a good thing some will say is a bad thing Either way, I guess the artists get paid the tiniest bit via Spotify. But on YouTube, they get pretty much nothing unless they've got some advertising up or something if they get a significant amount of plays. That's for you, Ash. Significant um, number. So, yeah, I don't know. Paying for stuff on YouTube, pretty interesting. For, for labels not you know, getting on board, If I don't know how true that is that their music videos would get taken down. If that's the case, it's a bit cruddy, I guess. Um, mm. Look into that a bit more. I'd say.
1: Yeah, it's it's a funny one, man. Because why would you why would you want to go to YouTube and pay? You're kind of going there and streaming things for free, and a lot of the time it's pirated. And it's it's I don't think people even realise that they're listening to pirated music half the time, mm. unless it's an official upload by a label or by something. The artist, yeah. And in that case, man, the labels are. Um, putting their own advertising up there. They're linking you to other bands. Mm-hmm. All of the suggested videos are by that label. So I don't know. I reckon they're probably drawing some kind of income. They're getting something out of it anyway. Yeah. So I don't think that YouTube should go <laughs> charging from then on because what's, the, what's the point
0: then? Like, Well, unless YouTube are trying to make it more legal, you know, rather than, you know, if people are uploading albums, that yeah. can no longer happen unless you're, you know, in the position that you're allowed to do it and then, then money might be involved. But it's essentially the same as, like you said, pirating. I mean, if you're getting downloading torrents of a band, which in Australia I think is a bit of a issue at the moment. It's all over the media yeah. lately, really. I mean, they're trying to put an end to that, um, which is an interesting one because personally as a musician I would think with torrents, I mean, it's it's sort of in, in our case, I mean, I haven't seen a significant <laughs> other... Okay drop in sales of CDs or anything. And if we do, it pretty much means, you know, if people are listening to the downloading an album on Torrance, if they like it, they'll often buy merch from our merch store online or they'll come to a gig and buy shit there, pay for door entry. So it sort of means more people hear about you even though, even if you're not getting the direct sales of CDs. Mm. So it can definitely go either way. And if they just put plucked out, you know, if Torrance and YouTube streaming was not no longer ever available, we've sort of got to go back to basics as to how people will even hear about your band. It's just that's how your Metallicas and your Slayers get so big in the first place because it's just whatever's rammed down people's throats. Without Torrance, no one can find out about the, the little battlers. Mm. I don't know.
1: It's interesting too because, um, yeah, I don't really care if – things get downloaded by a band as long as people are enjoying it and coming to the shows because I've never expected to, after all the horror stories we heard about bad label deals and this band sold a million copies of their album and then only received, you know, 0.5 of a cent or something dumb or (laughs) per album, you know, it's just stupid stuff you hear. Um, and then there's the Spotify thing where it is, like it was monetized, um, with like paid for subscription services. And then bands were getting 500,000 streams and just making no money anyway. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't really see the point in kicking up too much of a stink unless it was your main source of it, of income. Um, mm. But at the same time, there's a, there's a transition thing happening where CDs like I buy CDs and then I just rip them and listen to them on my iPhone and yeah. Then I never touch the CD again and I've got a box of them up in the attic actually that I'll yeah. go down, uh, I'll go up, sorry, and get if let's say my phone gets wiped and I'll go, oh God, I have to do that again. And um, yeah, I think a lot of people are like that these days unless they're Cabba who listens in the car. <laughs> to well, I think
0: with um, being in the metal scene, we're kind of lucky. I think a lot of metal crews still do like owning the physical CDs. Mm. um but if they don't i mean even if you're in your case if maybe you'd even if, if you got a torrent and just use that because you can't be bothered storing the the physical cd a lot of the times i think metal crew are pretty aware of how it works and they'd you know feel bad not buying some sort of mm. merch perhaps from the band you'd, you'd go on there online and order a shirt or something yeah rather yeah. than pay money on the cd
1: and also
0: <clears throat> like cd costs pressing costs and
1: stuff like that are uh, Let's say you get a deal for four bucks a CD or three or four bucks a CD over 500 copies, then you that's two grand. Mm. You know, how about just charging bugger all on Bandcamp for a really high quality MP3 or like a larger file format that's like a a non compressed copy or something like that? You know, like for sure, five yeah, bucks like for an album Bandcamp. because with the accessibility of recording stuff. Bands aren't having to pay $500 a day for two weeks to record an album. Some of them, I'm sure they do still, Mm -hmm. but like, you know, you can record an album in your house today for pretty cheap and get it mixed and mastered by good people and come out, you know, with a pretty awesome product for not much money comparatively. And then, yeah, just don't get it pressed up, put it out online for five bucks and... You know, if you don't sell 500 copies of it digitally and, you know, make all that cash back from your recording, you know, you've got a nice product and your band's just dipped into their own pockets for something. Big deal.
0: Yeah. Real interesting, hey? Mm. I heard a um, concept from someone recently on some sort of podcast and they were talking about um, or like comparing releasing a CD to releasing a movie. Mm
1: -hmm. So
0: if a movie comes out... um, you know, first the, the reviewers or the press might hear about it. Then it comes out at the movies and you can't see it anywhere else. You have to go to the movies. Then it will come out on DVD and then you can probably download it online sooner or later. They were saying that you should do something similar with if you have a new album, you know, you send it to reviewers and stuff and if you know, if all goes to plan, they won't upload it illegally. Then Then you can buy the physical copy in the shop perhaps for like a month or something. So people, you know, want to buy it there. Then it comes out digitally, mm. and then, you know, maybe after a year or something, then it just starts being downloaded for free. If there was a way of making something like that work, could be yeah. pretty cool. Windowing, I think it's called. And that's interesting. The other thing mm. is, man, the
1: old fashioned CD launch usually make a bit of money out of that, you know. For
0: sure, and so. again, especially with the metal scene, I think we've all never had a problem with that. Like when when an album comes out, you have a launch, and that's that gig is when the CD comes out, maybe the next day. So if they come to the gig, everyone just buys the the actual physical copy of it while they're there. And even if Good they course. don't,
1: a, a well-organised gig um, and, you know, a reasonable door entry price will pretty much ensure that you'll, you know, get makes recoup a bunch of your costs, let's say Definitely. at least half of your costs of recording if you've kept things
0: um, pretty sensible. Mm. And yeah. For sure. I like it. Good one, Oliver Udall. Thanks for bringing that one up. That was a good chat. Interestingly enough, that,
1: that probably gets us onto what Claim of Throne's doing next year after the US tour. You know, we may have another little bit of touring in the works perhaps, but we're focusing this year on writing and recording a new album. Mm-hmm. And yeah, maybe some of those things will be implemented with us. It's certainly cheaper recording. Our Our budget's going to be next to nothing compared to what it has been in the past um sorry not our not our budget that we're willing to spend on it but what we're going to need to spend on it is just we've got all the equipment from the from the last recording so yeah we can well that's what
0: that was our argument when we were recording forged in flame we were saying you know we can you know we've got the outlay of cost to buy these items now but next time around we're not going to need to get anything else because we've already got all the equipment so what's it cost us to record an album nothing
1: and it's it's finally happened because at the time it was kind of stressful like shit are we going to need this and we did have some issues but you know we went through that process the teething issues definitely happened but we learnt and grew from that and a bunch of the gear that we had we realised we probably didn't need it as as much as we thought we did and um yeah I've since gone through and basically traded out and streamlined stuff and Man, it's going to be so much more of an easy ride this time, cracking it. As long as we can write good
0: songs, it's going to be awesome. (laughs) Yeah, that old doozy. Yeah. Hopefully we'll be right. Um, But yeah, I guess, well, the recording would definitely be interesting, but then in terms of releasing it, how we end up going about that, could be a good point of discussion throughout next year. Mm, For sure. Yeah, that is a a really funny one. We'll have to have a band meeting about that and write some minutes. (laughs) If you want to know how to run a band meeting, (laughs) search Claim the Throne of Your Podcast app and go to episode fuck off. Um, Can I keep talking about that sort of stuff? You can talk about anything you want. Go for it. Okay, so Suffering Rot's album is done. It's all done. They put up the first promo teaser video. Yep. Well, and this is an interesting one because it's not even a video. What's it's a song, right? They have an audio song and they want to put that online to get a bit of attention and, and um, build some hype for their album coming out. Where do they go? YouTube. You just have the album cover as the, the picture and the audio as the song. Yep. A couple of um, snaps
1: of the band. Mm. And good way of doing it. Coffee. Yeah. Pretty good. And I've just got a coffee. Oh, nice. Was, was there any of that delicious food? i got it made for you. Oh, thanks. I just got this... Um, Besides a coffee, really? Anyway. Ash's Cafe of the Week. My Cafe of the Week. I don't even know what it's called. Art Museum or some crap. Um, Yeah, they do this thing that's like pickles, pickles, ham and pulled pork with mustard on a focaccia thing. I'm not going to eat it online now because that's going to be bad, but
0: (laughs) I'll wait for it to cool. It'll be yum. Piss you. I'm going to keep eating Doritos. Anyway, um, that video. Yeah, so Suffering Rot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I good actually song. Sounds wicked. made it.
1: <laughs> as you people. made the video. Yeah, because they were talking about, and this is that kind of piracy discussion mm-hmm. that they had to have as well just before yeah. releasing, like, do you think it's a good idea to give out a song, yep. download it? And I said, well, uh, I don't think it's a bad idea, but, you know, all of these bands do these teaser clips and, maybe people will be less likely to rip it if it's on YouTube. They might listen to it a bunch of times, but that's an easy thing to be able to share around and it's probably worthwhile, but it would be nice to have show them the cover art as well and just get people enthused. So I think it's an awesome idea. Yeah. It's pretty simple little video, but um, I think it's effective. Mm. And yeah, as far as the sound goes to it, man, I'm actually pretty blown away. At the results as well considering yeah. how low maintenance we did everything and th- there were no nothing fancy happened there and yeah came out really good There's drum sound yeah. killer and thanks to Electric City Studios and the guitar <laughs> tone thanks to Cabba's Kemper sounds <laughs> like awesome and it does yeah John Ryan used the microphone I'm speaking on right now and <laughs> yeah man it was Sounds awesome. So, yeah, that's just getting mastered by one Owen Thomas oh. at the moment. Well, I've actually still got to send him the final, like the finalised high-quality files for him to use, but he's been working on like a mastering template down there yeah, based off some of the earlier mixes and, yeah, basically taking it off my hands, some fresh ears and, mm-hmm. um, yeah, getting, getting it done. So that I think we play the gig with them on the 3rd of November at amplifier bar also with cold fate and grotesque and that's when i'll deliver
0: the final the final thing to them that's wow, all done cool. yeah fuck yeah i mean people will come to watch them at the gig now on the third of jan because they've heard this new song on online mm. and they'll be more familiar with the song might even know the words um, uh, yeah and it's yeah.
1: huge to have a recording because they had mm demos and you know remember we sat around a few times a year ago and listened to their sort of three track demo they had floating around and it was really cool we thought it was awesome but just the step up in even just clarity being able to hear everything that's going on and you can sell it it's you know yeah it's such an important little little tool for a band so yeah for sure. Gives me hope that you can do something of pretty solid quality. Like compare it to an international death metal band and, and maybe like it's still obvious that it's not high class, if you know what I mean, the recording quality, but mm-hmm. it's very comparable and captures the band well. So
0: definitely does. No, I mean, that's really the sound they are probably gone for anyway, the old school death metal sound. And, and But I mean, the vocals sound so brutal. Yeah they're gonna blow people's minds all around the world fans of death metal I think
1: I hope so because he's a he's a rare talent that little that little <laughs> one <laughs> for sure trouble sucks <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that's been pretty cool and it's awesome to get that done so I can move on with other things yeah including some sneaky ideas I've got on my sleeve for this Ooh. year for claim the throne like what um, uh, more or less just some artsy fartsy stuff yeah (laughs) yeah work on i'll work on some
0: videos that's what i'll say awesome you've been saying that for years i know
1: but now i've got the
0: time and i've got the space to do it which is awesome so that's gonna be cool 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 Mm, anything else you wanted to chat about today um uh, not really how about you um i was just gonna plug some tour dates of claim the throne Yep. You are listening to Cabra Ash on the Claremont Throne and we're going on tour to the USA and Canada in uh, the coming January, which is in about a month's time. Pretty soon, Forged in Frost, USA and Canada tour uh, January 13th, Brooklyn, New York at the Trash Bar, January 14th, Bayshore, New York at Even Flow Bar and Grill, January 15th, Worcester, Massachusetts at Ralph's Rock Diner for Metal Thursdays. Uh, Friday, January 16th, Montreal, Quebec at Lily's. Saturday, January 17th, Toronto, Ontario, Bovine Sex Club, which is apparently the first place, one of the first places to serve Jägermeister on tap. Pretty excited about that. Really, But also the venue name is obviously a good one. Agreed. G- January 18th, Rochester, New York, The Bug Jar. January 19th, Burlington, Vermont at Nectars Four Metal Mondays. And then a big gap where we go to 70,000 tons of metal to party. And then we go to Las Vegas, Nevada, January 30 at Adrenaline Sports Bar and Grill. Uh, and it should be pretty fun. Very excited. Not prepared. And I've got some work on the boat too. Yes, as we did mention in episode 30 we last did. week. Go back and listen about Ash drum teching for Cannibal Corpse. Fucking good one. That'll be interesting. And... Um
1: yeah, man. Just going to the US. I never thought we'd do it mm. as tourists or as a band.
0: Yeah. I've never been there before. None of us have been, I guess. Well, Jim and Dicey. We love it. Don't hear anything bad about it from them. What about album of the week? Is it too early to drop in something crazy like that? I uh, was No, no, no. That was my next
1: thing. I was okay. also thinking, is this a wrap up show or do we do our top albums early next year? What do you mean? Like, do we do a, like a, give it a three album list or something like that? Do or you want to do that? Do you have a top list of the year?
0: No, I don't. So let's do it next time. All, All right. What's your I album do have of the list. week? My album of the week is uh, a band called Heavenly with their album a Virus, which is real fucking good. Was it really? Is that well, the guy from um, Lost Horizon? It's not. No, that's Harmony. Ah, uh, Okay. But I've also got that their new album too with the guy from Los Horizon doing the whole album. I reckon it's a bit boring, which okay. sucks because I was quite excited for it. It's real slow compared to the previous song he's done with them. So what's with Heavenly? Heavenly still power metal. I think they're Christian actually. <laughs> hmm. But um, it's just real sick. I don't know. if Yeah, just real awesome power metal. Heaps of shred, awesome vocals, real catchy choruses. Quite dark sounding. Um, just heaps of fun. I listened to it uh, on the drive from Albany to Perth. I enjoyed it thoroughly. How many times? Um, twice in the car, and then once again in the car the next day to drive someone to the airport, hmm. and then twice today already. Really, jeez, real awesome. The earlier stuff's not as good. Still heaps of shred and stuff, but not as um, just not such an awesome sound as Virus had. But it was out in like 2006. I think it's a bit old now. Yeah, I'll but have to check it out. Fucking good. Even if you're not into power metal, I reckon you'd appreciate it. I'll I'll have a listen for sure, maybe on YouTube. Sick. Pretty awesome cover too. There's like a skeletony looking dude with his fist out. Fisting. What's yours, Ash?
1: <laughs> Mine I actually checked through all of ours from every podcast just to make sure it hadn't already been mentioned. Once again, yeah, going back into the archives and listening to Mirror Throne, Gangrene. Mm, I don't think we've heard that before. No, we haven't. I, I made sure of it.
0: Sick. Yeah, pr-
1: it's pretty much one. the only thing I've been super psyched on listening to that isn't some obscure shit that, you know, doesn't matter. Are they
0: still around then? Like, is there going to be more Mirror Throne
1: albums? Don't know. That was a long time ago now. That's six years mm. ago. But that guy, it's a one-man band from yeah. France, Austria, some, somewhere and um, somewhere on earth <laughs> and yeah i think he does other things does um death metal sort of brutal death metal stuff as well okay but yeah that particular album is pretty awesome so is yeah, carriers of
0: dust a ripper definitely got my ticket of approval yeah that's real cool do you have a rough idea of what your top albums would be of the year i can't remember what was
1: released this year which is unfortunate mm. except for agaloc serpent mm. and the Sphere. Cool. Which would definitely be on that list. I don't know. What else was there? Um, <clears throat> Heavenly.
0: <laughs> no, Heavenly did not have a new album. Um, oh, I oh, mentioned Machine Head and Soan. On. Yeah, that was old. Oh, okay. I'm, I mentioned Machine Head and Soan on, on my last uh, album of the week, last episode. Yep. Um, there was New Steel Panther, which was pretty fucking good, I reckon. Yeah, I know um, I only listen to that stuff when I'm with you guys and drinking. <laughs> I actually did a listen. I can't even remember what my number one was now. There's a new Morse Principium Est album, which I heard the other day, which is oh. real fucking awesome. If you're into a uh, melodic death thrash, one of the few bands doing it really good. I hate to be a dickhead, but mm. the new Suffering Rot's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I will put that as my most anticipated album. Ah, oh, so you've got a whole thing. Well, just to plug, the uh, Headbangers group on Facebook run by Chris Rankin, uh, who I've mentioned on here before, who gives us some good um, tips and contacts for people in America on our upcoming tour. Um, he runs a pretty awesome group called Headbangers, and so everyone posted their top albums in that. Uh, oh, okay. So give me yours. To do with him. I actually can't remember what it was. I'm just going to try and find it on the internet while we talk. Ah, how could I have forgotten? Cabba's number one album of the year. Primal Frost, Prosperous Visions, who we are touring Hmm. a few shows with in US and Canada. Cool. Um, Yeah. Real wicked album from a very young band um, who I think will really take off over the next few years. When the next album comes out, I'm sure it'll be a ripper. Uh, And I put number two, Aglock, Serpent and the Spear. Yeah, Like you mentioned, Machine Head, Bloodstone and Diamonds, Morse Principium Est, Dawn of the Fifth Era. Ex Mortis, Slave to the Sword, which is real fucking awesome thrash sort of stuff. At the Gates, At War With Reality, which I was hoping would have been number one, but it was all right, just all right. Soin Tellurian, Hammerfall, Revolution, forget about the new Hammerfall album. Probably their best so far. Uh, Disentomb, Misery, best death metal album of the year, I've got to say. Mm-hmm. And Primal Fear, Delivering the Black, in there at number 10, which is also kick-ass power metal in the vein of Hammerfall. Interesting. This is just going to show you... Right? Ever tried kill? Oh, yeah.
1: And but you? Did everyone put them up or something?
0: No, just me. Okay. I, I also really like the new Primordial album uh, and new Vader, Misery Index. There was heaps of good shit this year. Yeah, I'm way, way, way out of the loop in terms
1: of that stuff. Um, just I haven't been following any new stuff, so
0: it's been good talking to you because then I will go on ahead and listen to it. Yeah. I've let it let, yeah, slip behind in the last few years, but this year I've sort of made an effort to keep up with it and I've enjoyed it thoroughly, actually.
1: Mm. Yeah, I'd say for me, there's only a couple of albums that I really gave a good listen that came out this year. So they're going to have to be it, which would be Disentomb, Misery. Yeah, for sure. And also that Agalock album would be my number one. Yeah. That gets That gets cranked by me a fair bit. It's a good one. Um, also, yeah, most anticipated album, but I've been listening to it for the last six months is Suffering <laughs> Rot. You can tell it just comes from, you know, classic thrash crossed with classic corpse. Yeah. But it, there's nothing new about it in a way, which is weird,
0: but it's so. It almost is new because no yeah. one's doing that. Oh. Everyone's trying to break the barriers of death metal and, you know, be technical and have sweeps and as fast as a blast as they possibly can, but no one's really going back to basics and just making enjoyable death metal, I guess.
1: Yeah, and some of the, it's kind of like Farthing Wheel in that it, <laughs> a lot of the riffs never repeat and stuff. Yeah. Okay. And then they're just played and sections will just jump in on you and and every song just is kind of over just as you're really wishing it wasn't. So it mm-hmm. makes you want to listen to it again and again. So yeah. Yeah, man, that that will be on there, on my list for this year um, because, yeah, I've been lucky enough to hear it already. But, yeah, that's going to be good. So there Sick are my three guys. pretty
0: much. <laughs> yeah, cool. That's it. If anyone wants to uh, call through with your favourite albums of the year, feel free to do so, claimthethrone.net, hover over the right, leave a voicemail, we'll play uh, your favourite albums or let us know what you thought of ours. If they were shit, please tell us. Yeah. Um, we're almost good to wrap up soon, I'd say, Laji. I reckon. Um, yeah, thanks for to everyone for tuning in all year. We've had uh, some good shows, some shit shows, but uh, there's always been a few people who keep tuning in and we've got the, the stats that we see, so at least it, the show's getting downloaded and glad to know people are tuning in. Um, lots of stuff I'm sure we'll talk about next year. It'll keep going on for sure. So if you've got any topics or questions or any Anything you want to hear us talk about, please let us know, claimthethrone.net or uh, info at claimthethrone.com. If you want to email, of course, you can find us on Facebook, the usual, facebook.com slash claimthethrone, Twitter, ctt underscore au, or you can find uh, Cabba and Ash Large as well on Twitter via the Claim the Throne page. Feel free to, um, yeah, chat via those methods. Sweet ass. Sounds good. Do we have a fucking song to go out with? I never did play that Farthing Wheel one. Play Farthing Wheel? Sherry Man. Don't pee the Sherry Man.
1: Gam me lean meat on each other's <laughs> bones to the world over. The sherry man's taking a
0: holiday in Bali. How you gonna collect up the sherry guy if you keep killing it? The sherry man
1: creature, i am i